originally it was all horsepower. Let's build drivetrain, crazy drivetrain, crazy horsepower. But now horsepower is relatively easy to make. Yes. Now I think a lot more focus has gone into the inside of the car because that's where you spend all your time. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing worse than seeing like this crazy nice car and then you walk up and it's got a couple of clapped out old stock vinyl seats in it. So you're doing all these things on the outside for everybody else's enjoyment. <laughs> and then you? inside you're sitting on some clapped out old spring seat <laughs> trying to keep yourself there. And it's like, why not spend some money on the inside and make it nice? Welcome back to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, my name is Elvis. Tim. Yeah, and as you can see, Rob is uh, missing. <laughs> what Rob, happened to Rob? Rob's doing SEMA things. Yes. Well, you didn't want to sit in on this one because he's got yeah. a lot to do. So if you guys do not know, uh, we're a custom automotive shop based here in British Columbia, Canada. Um, and um, we talk about cars on this podcast. We're usually with Rob, but like Tim said, he's doing SEMA things. Very busy. It's the SEMA crunch um it were like two weeks to sema at this point yeah and so it's getting uh very i mean it's been always been real but it's, it's getting, getting it's getting crunchy now. it's getting very crunchy uh and so even though this is a weekend for us but rob is we're still having to work on the car and so rob is pretty much doing that now and on this episode well we were supposed to have a guest on but he, he ditched us <laughs> 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 but we're gonna we're gonna maybe try to have him on at some point at some other time um, gotta be some miscommunication being yeah. as he reached out to us i know <laughs> something, something has to have happened nah, he's like she guys saw it go away so <laughs> could have happened too <laughs> he looked at our instagram Further. and how much how much roastage was happening i was like i'm not gonna be a part of this I was, I was oh hoping God. to create some more havoc today. I, I know. Well, more havoc might be happening because we are talking about um, custom car interiors uh, because that's a thing I feel like in today's world that gets overlooked a lot. Um, but I mean, I, and I agree with that. I feel like it gets overlooked for me at least. <laughs> Or the types of builds that I see on the internet, a lot of people pay attention, more attention to the exterior of how it looks and almost give the interior an afterthought. Mm. So we are going to be talking about that on today's episode. And we're also going to be talking about what different types of interiors, because some people say they want a race car, but a race car means something very different in interior standards yes um yeah and so we're going to be talking about all of that different levels of interiors custom interiors all of that good stuff uh street car versus race car before we get started um what's been going on what's happening it's probably repetitive, repetitive. sema stuff sema stuff <laughs> chasing parts crossing borders running all over the place trying to get everything that we need in time so so do, do we think we're gonna get everything in time <laughs> uh yeah it looks like we will okay awesome. i mean it's getting we got a lot of work to do but we'll get there yeah and so um all the basically we have left to do now is assemble interior. Assembly oh interior. interior yeah true <laughs> so we still got some big moves to make so that's basically what i'll be focusing on right after this podcast mm -hmm. so at this point the interior has been or not the interior the the chassis of the g-wagon has been completely like final painted right glossy it's shiny it just got delivered yesterday um to the body not body shop to the came out of the body shop. yeah now it's back on our side so we're gonna start putting it together 
literally Rob's down there blasting nuts and bolts and getting ready for Cerakote. So we'll have our rolling chassis together by the end of the weekend. Main body goes to paint and body on Monday after Ooh. I make all the moves. But they've been painting everything already. So yeah. all that's left to be painted is the main body. And then hopefully next week we can get into final assembly. <gasps> Finally. Oh, Finally. that's awesome. It's, it's been a long haul. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, An interior. Yes, and interior. So what is happening with that? Um, the bulk of our interior is done, and then now we're just focusing on the dash and the console. Okay. And so we're not... We're doing a custom-ish dash um, yes. because we're not using traditional gauges. Everything is all digital, right? Yeah. Okay. Staying on theme with the EV, everything yeah. in this particular car has gone to like capacitive touch screens oh. and LCD panels. And so with that said, we're just going to dive into today's topic of custom car interiors. Uh, we Again, we have, I feel like we have for the past few or year, wow, I just realized we've been doing this podcast for a year now, actually. <laughs> That's crazy. I was looking at the... the, the a feed and we've had i think we're at like episode 55 or 56 now uh and so we've been doing this for over a year every week uh and so but in all of that time we've talked a lot about the design of the exterior a lot like wide bodies engines exhaust a lot of other things but i feel like we haven't talked almost at all about interior about the insides yeah which is interesting because the inside is where you spend most of your time i mean on your car whenever you are doing your evo how important was the interior because that interior is you did a lot of a lot of non-stock things to it we went almost full race car with it yeah aside from leather wrapping the dash leather wrapping my seats and then a few other little pieces but that was just to keep i didn't want to go full race car Mm -hmm. So we kept it a little bit classy inside, but yeah, it's pretty sparse and it sounds sparse. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like you're riding in a tin can. Yeah. So, I mean, your perception of what you think it's going to be and what the reality of it is, is crazy. Okay. So that's very, that's an interesting ta or segue because you mentioned not full race car. So let's talk about full race car interior versus full street car interior. A race car is no interior yeah so and then everything that you're doing in an effort to make your race car fast makes your driving experience on a comfort level worse because <laughs> you're removing sound deadening you're removing panels you're removing like all kinds of different you know like your underlay for your carpet like some of these cars now that we're dealing with like the carpet underlay is like four inches thick oh my which obviously eliminates a huge amount of road noise like some of these cars are getting to the point where they're almost too quiet yeah 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 so it's like they've gone all the way the other way so when you go race car and you start stripping all this stuff out you hear everything yeah every pebble that's bouncing off your floorboard like all of it so it's like yeah when you it looks super cool it looks so when you're going down the road you're hearing transmission and tire road noise clink, 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 like clink. everything <laughs> like you get to hear it all like yeah so and even just like just the, the amount of insulation they put on your firewall and the noise that it, it eliminates is crazy mm -hmm. so like you get in that car and it's like it's as visceral as it can be yeah in good ways and bad ways like you're hearing <laughs> induction noises sucking exhaust and gears whirring and like i got my fuel pumps and my water pumps run through the interior so like i get in my car 
I turn on all these things. I have no sound deadening. I have no nothing. I have carbon fiber door panels. It sounds like I'm getting in a hot tub. <laughs> like it's literally, it's like it's just bubbling fuel and coolant and like it's crazy. So some people say they want a race car and they want race car interior, but you don't really want a race car interior because, or I guess depending on what kind of visceral feeling that you're going for. Yeah, I mean, you see all these kids that gut the interiors out of the car, and it does make an impact, like, 100%. Like, we gutted a BMW that we have that we were turning into a drift car, and it was a noticeable improvement in power. We weighed, <laughs> really? By the time we gutted everything out of it, I think it was probably, like, a little over 400 pounds. Oh! Like, that door panel seats, even the carpet alone probably weighs. pounds. I bet you the carpet weighs 50 pounds. Oh, my god! all the underlay and all the stuff in it. And by the time we got everything out of there, it was it was significant. That's pretty crazy. So, but and like, how much usually does like sound deadening play into the weight of everything? Like, is sound deadening usually heavy or it's no? Heavy, okay. Especially if you're using stuff like Dynamat. Mm. Like, if you use, if say you did an entire car, which you don't need to, that's like one of those things that everybody does wrong. Like, you don't need to Dynamat the entire interior. Of your oh, car. really? No. Based on what I say on YouTube, you you need yeah, to. Yeah, basically, it's to remove. <laughs> Like, and when you do it, it's crazy. It works super, super good. Like, mm -hmm. you hear any of these doors close on any of our cars, like, we do it, and it's just like, dunk. So like, what parts do you want to dynamat? Normally, if you're going to do the base, you would find any of the larger panels that would be prone to vibration. So, like, the center of your floorboards, you would put a square in, like, each of the footwells, maybe on the back firewall. But, like, now guys are, like, doing the roof, the yeah. pillars, <laughs> they're doing everything. So, and I think that stuff's about... 60 or 70 pounds a case so you get three what's cases. a case how like big a, like a case is probably 12 sheets and okay they're probably 12 inches wide by two feet maybe so you do a, a whole car in that that's expensive it's expensive and you're putting like 150 pounds of literally like it's almost like a tar based sound oh. bender oh so you strip the whole interior out and then you put 150 <laughs> pounds of it back in like, just to try to keep the noise down. more weight yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to talk of the extreme other side of whenever you make it almost too quiet, like cars these days are so quiet. Even I heard in the new, I think it's the new, the new Rolls Royce Spectre. I don't know, again, if this is a real thing or if it's just for marketing, but they said they almost like it's so quiet now because Rolls Royces used to be have massive V12s, um, but Rolls Royce is going all electric. Um, and so with really? the new Spectre, have you heard about the oh, Spectre? Okay. The EV one. Well, let me, yeah. So I heard about the, the road noise being almost zero to the point that it's become dangerous. Yes. Yes. So apparently it became the, no, the road noise. I think even with the V12 car, it became so quiet, especially even with the new Spectre that road, road, Rolls Royce had to pipe in some noise just because people like it almost does the same thing to you that like uh what do they call those things you immerse uh, yourself deprivation in? tank yes a sensory deprivation Which tank and people start to get crazy <laughs> when they're driving and there's no silence or there's no noise at all and people almost started to get sick because of that yeah it doesn't take very long either. which is crazy i heard something about it it's like 20 minutes really you start going crazy <laughs> Like if you hear no noise, mm -hmm. like if there's no sound at all, it's like you start hearing your own heartbeat. Oh, wow. And then like 15 minutes later, you start losing your mind. 
It's like a form of torture, I think. That is so crazy. And so I just find it, I don't know if that's like an actual thing or if it was just marketing. I don't know if it would, of, it would have to be. That seems crazy. Yeah, because like, uh, and uh, I watch um, a lot of YouTube, but in one of them, the one of the channels I watch is Throttle House, and they uh, did the video of the Rolls Royce Spectre. And it was like a whole team of people what they were literally um drumming a whole band was they were drumming and they closed the doors of the thing and you barely could even hear anything with them at full literally right next to them see that um, seems dangerous yeah <laughs> because if someone was like just for safety wise like it's almost too quiet so in the case of adding all of that sound deadening or not just sound deadening but making it as quiet as possible like, what are some things minus sound editing that you might do if you wanted to, for example, if a customer wanted to be like, oh, I want to make my car as as quiet as possible. Like, what are some things you would do minus sound editing? Minus sound editing? Yeah. There's, yeah, you basically got to cover all the panels, more or less everything. And then you got carpet underlays, you got your carpet materials, all the foam and stuff that goes in your seats headliner all that stuff would come into play and then like those cars are on a whole nother level like they got thicker glass the door oh, seals yeah. are way thicker, thicker. glass yeah, yeah. So, i mean on a lot of cars there's only so much you can do especially muscle cars like traditionally window seals and muscle cars and hot rods are not super effective mm -hmm. and then that's where a lot of your road noise will come from mm. so that's a big part of it yeah, yeah but yeah. like yeah you look at some of the glass and some of these like rolls royces and like Maybox and like like, it's like this thing <laughs> so like that's a yeah, huge yeah. part of it yeah and then the door ceiling like the door seals are like a lot of times they'll be double row seals oh shoot i didn't even know that yeah oh wow that's so, amazing and they they're taking it to a whole nother level they'll have sound ending on the insides of the fenders and in the, in the fender cavities oh that's a place that i would have never even yeah. thought about as well oh well, okay. you get into like you pull a fender off of like you know a bentley or something they'll have that entire cavity filled with a big foam piece <laughs> just so that there's no opportunity to make any noise wow so if you're going to go into that level then that's a whole that's a completely different thing mm -hmm. so trying to apply that i haven't had to apply that strategy to any of <laughs> our car yet i'd say probably the craziest one we've ever done is that defender mm. was the hardest one to make quiet because it's literally like a tin can yeah like there's no no like the doors are maybe two inches thick so trying to make that thing quiet and sound like a new car was a bit of a challenge yeah yeah, yeah. but ultimately it's just all comes down to sound deadening and seals mm -hmm. and so like did you apply or are we going to apply the same thing because we also have a car that we're going to make ev but we have multiple cars we're making ev so are you going to apply some of those things to like for example the are like uh g-wagon or even the defender because the other defender, defender the series two yeah we'll yeah getting for sure the g-wagon is pretty well insulated from the factory okay so we'll add a little bit but mm -hmm. most of the the g-wagon sound deadening and barriers are on the underside of the car on the yeah. outside yeah so where's oh oh yeah. like just spray on sound no like? they'll have like these bolted in mats oh they put underneath that help okay isolate sound and so we'll be reusing a lot of that stuff just because it looks oem and it looks perfect mm -hmm. but on the inside we will put a little bit of sound ending but the reality is it's convertible yeah so yeah, I mean, yeah. it's you're chasing your tail because that's like, true it's only as good as the top is <laughs> ever going to be so yeah that one will be pretty tough but the defender yeah, like I say, it's literally a t tin can. Like mm -hmm. you can, every panel of oil cans. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll end up either putting structure behind it to stop the vibration 
or we'll end up sound ending the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. And so our, going back to the topic of like interiors, let's talk about custom dashes because there's a lot of ways that you can go with from like uh, digital gauges, analog. Which one are you more of a fan of? Are you more of like, like traditional? An, yeah, like traditional analog gauges. Yeah. And so on your Evo, you don't have any traditional though, no, right? Got yeah. LCD panel, but <laughs> yeah. that's more from the race car side of it. Mm-hmm. So that condenses a huge amount of information into a very small space. Yeah. So if I was to run traditional analog gauges in that setting, I would be, you know, like one of those 90s guys with the 25 gauges in my dash. (laughs) So like I can toggle through different screens to see all the information I need to see. Whereas, yeah, I think just on the main screen, there's probably it's monitoring nine different things. So I was like, you're going to have just, Mm. you know, your dash end up looking like bug eyes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's true or like a plane like the inside of a plane yeah. just and some people like everywhere that yeah but i feel like there's also a tipping point as well because sometimes it becomes way too much it's kind of like well for that because i have a pdm so like all the wiring comes into the main panel and then from there it's just one network cable out to the dash so it makes a lot of sense because it eliminates a tremendous amount of wiring and then it brings all your sensor wires essentially into a centralized location instead of having to run stuff yeah, in yeah. every single gauge yeah so i mean that's just eliminating a bunch of work because mm. it makes sense yeah whereas like all those gauges like you can have mechanical gauges electrical gauges so if you got electrical gauges there's sensors and then power and wires for each one of them and then if you have mechanical gauges you're running physical lines into your car oh yeah yeah, so, yeah. i mean you got a lot of options but now yeah, most people just run that centralized box. So you run all your wires to one spot and then just run network cable over to your screen. Oh, okay. Interiors are crazy now. Mm-hmm. What we were talking about a bit earlier, how they're more or less overlooked. Mm-hmm. I think in the last five years, that's transitioned. Now interiors are like a major part of the build. Oh, really? And now you hear interiors getting up to like $100,000, <laughs> which is crazy. That's like you know, a huge part of the build budget is the interior now yeah and i think the horsepower thing originally it was all horsepower let's build drivetrain crazy drivetrain crazy horsepower but now horsepower is relatively easy and expensive to make yes now i think a lot more focus has gone into the inside of the car because that's where you spend all your time mm-hmm. and then the, that side is like you have people doing renders and full-on designs and 3d printing and 3d scanning and like interiors have gotten insane yeah it's like, pretty cool absolutely insane. it's insane like if you i've been looking at a lot of things i feel like i've gotten into interiors like ever since i started here at the shop but the attention to detail that's paid or that we pay to interiors it blows my mind um because my previous experience with interiors or custom interiors Just throw um, some race seats in and hit the road not even race no like that's the race seats were too expensive for me back then <laughs> So when I got started, uh, my, for example, my daughter and I hadn't been driven in years and years. And so the interior had been, let's just say there was a night fight happening in the seat. And so there was, it was a disaster. And so I was like, ah, I can't really afford uh, race seats. They're too expensive. And these were like, even the cheap race seats, I was like, I can't afford these. Let's go with the most basic interior. So I got um, 
So I'm originally from Nigeria, actually. So uh, we have some like traditional patterns that I'm like, oh, this is gonna look sick on the it's inside like of the, the car. Nigerian Mexican blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And so I, I got uh, the clothes that my mom had paid some money for uh, that she was like, oh, this is going to look amazing on you. And I cut it up and uh, I didn't even have a sewing machine at the time. And so I just. Oh, you hand stitched? Yeah. Damn. You know, I was thinking, I was like, come on, they say hand stitched. Like, uh, they made it fancy, like hand stitched leather or uh, hand stitched. I'm like, sweet, I'm going to be hand stitched. And uh, it was a complete disaster. I the only thing that you can endure hand stitching is like a steering wheel. <laughs> that still takes like four hours. It was terrible. Like, it is. Because you don't even think about the little intricate details and all of the little like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and the stitching. It was so long. I almost, I think I made myself bleed a few times because I didn't use a thimble or any of that. I was just sending it. And so the needle went into my skin. And after I was done, I swore that I would never do that to, in fact, never touch an interior with my own hands again. It's a massive <laughs> undertaking and super overlooked. Mm -hmm. Like the amount of time and effort that goes into interiors and being able to make patterns and just all of that stuff is huge. Yes. Like there's nothing worse than seeing like this crazy nice car and then you walk up and it's got a couple of clapped out old stock vinyl seats in it. Yep. And you see it a lot. But mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I think, why things have progressed. Because, like, if you have a 69 Camaro, how many 69 Camaros have we seen? That is so There's true. There's only so much you can do to it without changing it from a 69 Camaro that now those to separate yourself and set yourself apart, things almost had to go inside. Yes. And then now it's kind of like... Uh, I don't know who told me this, but like a piece of advice that I got when I was young is like you spend a third of your life on your feet and a third of your life in bed. So you need a good mattress and good shoes. Oh, that's good. It's like your car. Where do you spend all your time? So you're doing all these things on the outside for everybody else's enjoyment. <laughs> and then you? inside you're sitting on some clapped out old spring seat <laughs> trying to keep yourself there. And it's like why not spend some money on the inside and make it nice mm -hmm. that's where you that's where you are it's supposed to be your car mm -hmm. so i mean i think that's why it's transitioned yeah when i look at like roadster shop builds or any of these things the interior is just as beautiful as the interior as the exterior almost nicer yeah because yeah. a lot of the cars based on the aesthetic is like the aesthetic is so clean that it's like it's a 70 chevelle looks very much like a 70 chevelle it's got big brakes there might be some subtle body mods but then the inside is where they've expressed themselves mm -hmm. let's say mm -hmm. and made it comfortable and enjoyable to be in yeah, yeah and everything now that you can get is like almost aluminum quality like you can get great ac systems great heaters gauges switch gear all this kind of stuff so you can put a super nice package together Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to be in there on a bench seat, just sliding around. You know? <laughs> like it's, those days are gone, I think. Yeah. And so I quickly realized that after I made my terrible interior, um, because I didn't even use any foam, like, uh, like reinforcement or extra, add any extra padding or anything. It was, and it was just one layer too, of just like the cloth and then bare seat underneath. And it was a complete disaster. So I, yeah. So after I thought I was never going to do that again, I mean, I had that for maybe a month and I was just like, 
tossed the seats and, <laughs> and got some race seats. But even those are like cheap seats or affordable seats. Affordable seats um, with very little foam. Yes. Not very comfortable. <laughs> yes. Very purpose built. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you're on a racetrack, like that's great. But like if you're spending like 24 hours, not 24 hours a day, but most of your lifetime in those seats, you want to have like more stuff to them. And that's also leading to the seats that I've seen us do. So we there was a Porsche 911 that I watched the seats or the, I think it was a few months ago we did it. The one that we made, I think it was the Tartan mm-hmm. interior one. Oh my gosh. It was pretty cool to see. Oh, the beige 964 yes. with the Recaros? Oh. Seeing all the stuff that went into those seats and the interior and all of that, like that gave me so much appreciation for not just how much effort is in it, but how Those much are very it can transform it subtle changes that made a massive transformation yes. mm-hmm. so i mean that's a big part of that like it doesn't take that mu- like just making those seats match the car made the car look crazy like mm-hmm. it had a massive impact yeah and all we really did was recover the seats yeah which is crazy so i mean that's the evolution of people taking the time to make the whole project cohesive i think makes a much better overall package mm-hmm and then you listen to some of these guys like we were talking earlier like jonathan ward like that guy super geeks out over <laughs> just fabrics and textures and like, <laughs> yeah and that's one of the biggest things like you look at singer like from the outside like obviously you know there's they do crazy suspension things all kinds of amazing engineering things go into those cars but ultimately what made those cars jump off was the interior yeah they look so they good. Look so good literally works of art yeah and now i think the separation between stock car interiors like oem stuff and aftermarket stuff is like the bar is set so high with some of these oem interiors now that you go open that you're like Ugh. yeah <laughs> like, like even your daily driver could be yeah. crazy like super super nice and then there's so much more attention to just the driving experience now in your most mundane so commuter true. car and then you get in your old car and it feels like you're sitting on a park bench <laughs> so yes. it's like th- that's what i think has jumped off the evolution whereas like in the 90s car interior sucks crap crap plastic, plastic everywhere vinyl, whatever that fabric is i don't know what the hell it's called <laughs> but it's horrible like you look at like a you know 90 corvette and is oh my gosh junk. yeah yeah, like yeah absolute yeah. junk then you get in the new corvette it's insane it's beautiful yeah it looks tremendous like just you get in and you feel like you're getting in a fighter jet mm-hmm. and a lot of new cars are like that too but i mean i'm talking even like the know, most basic SUV, thing like your standard soccer model yeah. like some of these minivans you're getting it's like, mind-blowing nice. mind-blowing infotainment and French stitch and all this kind of stuff. I was literally just looking at the new Toyota Sequoia, I think. Yeah, and that nice. thing looks like a luxury car <laughs> on the interior. It's a normal car. Well, it's not normal. It's expensive. But it's a, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not. It's not like a Bentley vehicle. or something, yeah. but, which is really cool to see because if you look at uh, like Bentley's Rolls Royces back in the day. You look at a 2005 Bentley yes. Continental. That literally set the bar. Yes. That car is the reason why all of us can't stand to look at another diamond stitch interior mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. That is the car that's jumped off that entire thing. By today's standards, that's like a normal interior. Yes, I know. Like, that's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah. And you get into some of these crazy luxury vehicles and it's oh a whole my gosh. level. Yes. 
So, yeah. And so I think, yeah, that has changed quite a bit, especially as people realized. I feel like the 90s interiors were one of the worst interior like qualities. The worst. So. <laughs> the worst time. Because before that, they didn't even try. No. It's no. like, here, you get a steel dash and a couple of bucket seats. And then transitioning into that is like, it's junk. Like, yeah. absolute junk. I also feel like there's some beauty in the steel sort of dashes. Like, for example, like in the Chevelles and yeah. all of that stuff like i feel like some of that is really cool because you see them like i don't know doing cool things with the sheet metal and yeah, all it of that gives you opportunity to do different paint finishes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and tie in a bunch of sort of different textures in it yeah like the body panels too like yeah. a, oh i, like I just painted cool. under steel dash yes. with the you know you put some leather on like rewrapped out developer dash pad with leather and add some stitching get some layers in there and it looks unreal mm -hmm. which creates a very cool vibe in itself mm-hmm without having to go all the way to like some crazy hundred thousand dollar 3d printed yeah. super <laughs> interior like that still blows my mind that car interiors could cost that much like whenever i heard that from i was from you i was i my mind is blown it's crazy like the progression <laughs> so, is crazy like five years ago an interior was like you would hear crazy interior jobs like you know like gabe's was doing for all these different guys back in the day and it was like 40 grand thirty forty thousand dollars and that seemed obscene a lot yeah now it's you know the days of like a ten thousand dollar interior are long gone mm -hmm. and yeah you want to start making panels and consoles and dashes and refoaming your seats and like even the foam itself is expensive yeah and it's like paint jobs like the days of the you know five hundred dollar paint job <laughs> you can't even buy the materials for that much. yeah 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 so you can see how they get that expensive because you're probably five six seven thousand dollars just in materials yes before, without labor without, without labor, labor before you even get started yes That's just to get the materials here mm -hmm. so then you start doing all these other crazy stuff and getting renders and 3d printing parts and like it adds up so fast mm -hmm. and there's gonna be people that are like oh fucking crazy fucking yeah. 75 grand but that's reality mm -hmm. you want to create an oem style interior you got to think about how much money they put into development of that interior. millions and millions of dollars. dollars to create this thing that you have to do in your first try <laughs> and it's and you're one person <laughs> yeah it adds up so fast yeah, like yeah, yeah just the hours of stitching in it like those we just did a set of amg seats and it's like back in the day you'd have like the front panel maybe some pleats and a single seam there's like 40 pieces just in one seat that that's you gotta insane. stitch together and that's oem that's oem <laughs> so it's crazy yeah like it's you can yeah anyways yeah this, the, the the sky is a limit with interior types of interior or that you can get um, and like Tim said, uh, like that's become in the recent years a focal po a focal point of the experience of owning yeah, the car. The expectations are really high now. Yeah. So, um, anything else? I don't think so. Sweet. I think that Top is it. it up, make yeah. It make sense. Yeah, I know. Make it make sense somehow <laughs> because I feel like we've talked about a lot of things in this episode. Uh, and so, with that said, thank you guys so much for watching this video, listening to this podcast. If you liked it, give it a thumbs up, and we will see you guys later. Bye.